If you are looking for growth, if you are looking for transformation, if you are looking to step into your main character era, look no further than The Green Room. DM me on socials to find out more about my all-new community available at just 99 cents a month for my first 100 subscribers. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Girlfriend's Guide to Starting Over podcast. I'm your host, Kayla. In this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about my story and let you know how I became the queen of fresh starts. It's funny to say because I never thought that I would be the queen of anything, but if you follow me on any of my socials, then you will know that I have started my life over time and time again. And these fresh starts weren't just because I wanted to. In most instances, they were a means of survival. Because remaining who I was and staying where I was at that time was detrimental to my mental health and even in some cases, my physical health. So where should we start? Let's go with 2019 because that's probably the easiest place to pick up. In 2019, I was in my prime. Like I was engaged. I had just received my master's degree. I had recently been promoted at work. Me and my fiance lived with my children in a beautiful home. Things were like falling into place. I was planning a dream wedding. Like everything was exactly as I'd wanted it to be. And in a matter of months, my entire life crumbled before my eyes. And I'm not talking 2020. I mean, like things went downhill so quickly. At the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, my fiance developed a seizure disorder and he did not do well with the adjustments to his independence that the disorder caused. Within the span of about five months, he totaled three cars and became dependent upon me for transportation and was just very reluctant to be medication compliant, did not want to believe that that was actually what was going on wouldn't believe me when I said, hey, you had a seizure, even though I had like video evidence. I'm like, yo, I can't express it enough. Like this is a seizure. Um, It was really bad. It was really, really bad. So now in addition to parenting my children who were adopted in my previous marriage, I also became responsible for being sort of a caretaker for my fiance. And this would not have been an issue had I had some level of buy-in or some level of partnership. But because I felt so alone in everything, I suddenly felt like I had three kids. And that is so like hard to say. And I say it reluctantly because no one wants to feel like they are the caretaker or parent of their spouse. But seriously, many days, that's exactly how it felt. In case you didn't know, my children were adopted in my first marriage and they are strong-willed blessings. They were adopted from a very volatile environment which resulted in some psychological and behavioral disturbances that we have sought professional assistance in with managing to ensure that they can live the fullest and biggest lives possible. So all at once, I was navigating my brand new role at work. I was managing the behaviors of my children, which were chaotic most days. And that is an understatement. And now I was also responsible for convincing my fiance to take his medications to prevent him from crashing. To this day, I'm not sure he recognizes that compliance with seizure disorder medications or some sort of treatment is a matter of life or death. I can't even describe the amount of anxiety and stress that I was under. So things were brought to a head when my youngest child demonstrated some very severely dangerous behavior that resulted in him 
and my oldest child moving in with her father. That was probably the hardest thing that I've ever done. I was at a point where there were locks on my doors, alarms on my windows to make sure that he wasn't running away, to make sure that he was in the house, to make sure that he was safe. And it was just time. Like it was literally time. I don't know if you're familiar with reactive attachment disorder, but my youngest kid has reactive attachment disorder. And it comes from the primary caretaker for a child being negligent and the child not getting what they need. And as they grow and thrive, they have a opposition or defiance, um, connection seeking behaviors with the person who is fulfilling that role. So essentially I could have been Mary freaking Poppins. I was never going to be enough for this kid. And so that's a lot to handle that you take on a kid and you take on two kids. You take on all of these things at the age of 25, like revamp your entire life for someone who wants nothing to do with you. And they thrive off your anxiety. That is a lot to swallow. So they moved in with their dad. And within a matter of six months, my fiance and I were calling it quits. And it's because during that six month period, I was able to see all of the other things outside of the seizure disorder that just were not working for me. Uh, Things that I had been so tied up in school, so tied up in managing behaviors for my kids that I didn't notice. I am a firm believer in the five love languages and I am a physical touch, quality time kind of person. You can buy me all the wonderful things in the world. What I want for you is to sit on the couch and watch a movie with me. It's not that difficult. He's just not that touchy feely kind of person. And no matter how much I tried to help, no matter how much I tried to support, he was pushing me away. And I realize now he was pushing me away in attempt to like, salvage any level of independence that he had, any say-so that he had. But at the time, there was just not a lot of space for that. In hindsight, there were a dozen signs that this thing was just not going to work out, but that's another podcast for another day. Regardless, I boxed up everything that I owned, which amounts to a trunk full of books, crystals, and incense, and I moved to a apartment about the size of a shoebox down the street from my sister's house, and I was forced once again to start over. Now, as a recap, I, in a five-month span, transitioned my children to their father's home, called off my wedding, moved out of the home that I had been in with my fiance for over three years to a tiny apartment, and I basically had, you know, very small, humble beginnings. And within two days of moving into my new apartment, my dog got hit by a car. To say that I was depressed, anxious, and overwhelmed is an understatement. Like, I did not know how I was going to make it. And so for about four months, I literally went to work, came home, posted about my skincare business, and drank wine until I fell asleep. I cried day in and day out all the time. And one night when I was doing my regular thing, I heard a voice clear as a bell say to me, Kayla, you asked for this. And I'm like, what? Why would I ask for this? Why would I want my world to crumble around me? Why would I want to be crying? Why would I be seeing my children one time a week? Like, why would this be horrible? Like, why would I choose that? And immediately, a prayer that I had been praying fervently came to my mind. For about four and a half months, I prayed, God, if there's anything that I desire that's not in your will from me, let it slip from my grasp and let me be at peace with its departure. 
Like I get chills when I say it now because I prayed that prayer so publicly. I prayed it on my socials. I prayed it every day. I prayed it every night. Like I just prayed and prayed and prayed. When I was praying this prayer, I had no idea that I was literally praying away the life that I had. I'm so glad that I prayed it though, because in hindsight, if I had gotten the life that I thought I wanted, I would be miserable now. Sometimes God ruins your plans so your plans don't ruin you. If I had gotten the life that I thought I wanted, I would have never experienced the joy of the life that I'm living now. Those experiences that I had, that time of darkness, that time of depression, that time of anxiety, that high time of stress, have positioned me to be the guide for starting over. I can help you because I've been there. I've been the girl who's waited for a ring. I've been the girl who's married and divorced. I've been the girl who's done adoptions and disruptions. I've been the girl who's experienced corporate hurt. I've been the girl who has cried out to the Lord, why me? And I hope that by bearing my scars, I can show you that you're not alone. On this podcast, I'll share my successes as well as my failures, because I feel like others can learn from both. The very best thing I ever done for myself was to enroll in therapy and coaching. Having the courage to enroll in those two tools got me started on my self-love journey, my self-discovery journey, my voyage to personal development. And now that I'm whole, now that I'm healed, now that I can talk about it and it doesn't completely break me down, I'm reaching back to help other women that are just like me. The recovering perfectionist, the recovering people pleaser. Yeah. I love you, girl. I see you, girl. And I'm here.